ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As in the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Hey everybody, welcome to History of a Haunting. Hi guys. I'm your host Archie. I'm your other host Carrie. And today we're recording in the Jerome Grand Hotel in Jerome, Arizona. You said it! I know. Yay, round of applause for Archie saying it. Yay. Okay, and for if you haven't heard, we did episode number 21 on this very hotel. Yes, it was 21. We discussed that earlier yes. so that we could... Make sure reference we told it them. later. Yeah. Yes, and <laughs> I forgot almost as soon as I said it. <laughs> I have no business being in this podcast. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, episode twenty-one, and um, everybody here has been quite lovely. The town is is we didn't get the town enough credit. No, like at, not at all. At all. At all. I mean, even down in the little Christmas shop. Yes. I was very happy to see a rainbow-colored heart that said, love is love. Yeah. A so. Christmas ornament, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember when we were in Ajo, uh, the restaurant we went to had a big sign that said, LBGT friendly, and a couple of guys came in holding hands. Oh, the, the, the agave grill? Mm-hmm. I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. Aw. Oh, young love. Young love. Only ten more years. <laughs> They'll be so sick of each other in a couple years. <laughs> But cheers to them now. Cheers. Also, we're not in Ajo. We're in Jerome. We're in Jerome. Let's circle back to Jerome. Oh, yeah. We should. Cheers, cheers Clink. to our refreshing cocktail. <laughs> no, to Jerome. <laughs> Who made the refreshing cocktail? Okay. Um, yeah, so we are here in Jerome, guys, and um, we are staying in uh, room 37A, which was part of the old psych ward, we are told. Oh. <laughs> which... <laughs> Uh, God only knows what's going to happen uh, this evening. And Probably be the best sleep of my life. <laughs> I'm, uh, I hope so. They have books of um, like binders downstairs in the lobby where people have written their experiences in the rooms that they've stayed at. And this room doesn't let you get a lot of sleep. So mm. if you're sleeping soundly and I'm constantly being woken up by shit, you're going to be woken up. <laughs> Cause I'm, I ain't sleep because of them. Y'all ain't sleep because of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is essentially what, what's going to happen here. So, um, yeah, we went and had lunch at the uh, Asylum Restaurant. Lovely server named Sarah took really good care of oh, us. Oh, she was great. She was really, really great. Um, two girls at the front desk that checked us in were really super awesome. Told them about the podcast. They jotted it down. They've already started following us on Spotify. <laughs> so I thought that was really great. And um, we apologize to them for the shit show that is the Jerome Grant episode. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we are here. Um, another part of our 
I guess, what, month-long anniversary celebration of the one-year yeah. anniversary of the podcast. <laughs> we are here at the Jerome Grand Hotel to record our Halloween episode. Which is a list of the creepiest urban legends from every state in the United States, as read on Insider.com. Yes, it is going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. So Archie and I are going to alternate between the states, but before we get started, we have EVPs to cover. Oh, yeah. And we have our Patreon of the week. Yes. And Archie's just really antsy to get into the urban legends, so he's like, and as read on, here we go, Alabama. (laughs) No, I got some stuff to talk about. Um... So, we had made the announcement on our social media that we were going to be taking the month of November off um, because I had a medical event. Let's call it that. Or a scare. It, I mean, I suffered too many strokes and was in the hospital for a couple of days. Um, really long days. Uh, you know, CAT scan, MRI. They, they did find that I do have blockages in my carotid arteries in my neck and high blood pressure and you know um so just lifestyle changes and it was just one of those warning wake the fuck up yeah Yeah. warning things um so i work a lot i work on the podcast a lot i you know everybody knows it i've been saying it all year long we took a hiatus in april to try to help me kind of adjust some shit in my life and it it didn't work Mm -hmm. um so we're going to take a month off, and we're going to come back with new episodes um, after this one. So this one is out today, which is Halloween, October 31st. We will be back on December 5th with new episodes. All right. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just wanted to say I'm doing fine, guys. I've received a bunch of messages and, and things like that, and I want to thank you very much for all of your love and your support and your concern. And I'm doing just fine. I'm going to continue to do just fine, or Archie and my family will bludgeon me because they were all pretty terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very so, much so. Sorry about that. Mm. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> so Arch, why don't you tell everybody who the Patreon of the week is? I would be happy to. That would be Christy. Yay, Christy! Thank, thank you. you. What was that look? Um, there was some light in the brass fitting on the door. Mm-hmm. And it it happened when I raised my hand up, and so I thought maybe it was my hand doing it. And it's it. not? No? Do we have company? I don't know. It was a, a light. I don't know. It wasn't one of these. It wasn't... You didn't move. It just so happened, like, when I was, like, raising my hand for Christy. Yay, Christy! <laughs> and then in the brass panel of the door, there was, like, a couple of lights oh. lit up. Well, but I don't know what they're from. Maybe we have an undead studio audience. Oh, look, this you're not replacing my mother, <laughs> just so you know. This, what, this is the most haunted floor, right? This is the most haunted floor. Okay. And um, I made sure that I booked a room on the most haunted floor. <laughs> so after this, we're actually going to do a little investigating. Um, I it's brought a, all of our equipment. It's a, it's a great room. It's a really great room. It's a really great room. It's got its own little private sun porch, and it's actually quite a large sun porch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bigger than the room. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I just don't know what those lights were. It's weird. What? I can't seem to recreate it. Like with the way I'm like moving and leaning forward and backward and people. We have the sunroom doors open. Okay, was that outside the door? It, it's either or outside the, either outside the hotel door or outside on the ground level. Oh, which by can we tell them please the fucking phone story? 
So they have a really old phone system in here, the kind where you have to like plug in the switches. At the switchboard down at the desk. Down at the desk. It's super fucking old. And Carrie looked at the phone, which we can't dial, it just connects directly. She picked it up, heard nothing, looked at it funny, set it down. She turns to me, and a beat later the phone rings, and she kind of panics a little bit, like when you don't know if you shat yourself or you farted. And... (laughs) And I said, I said, it it dialed the front desk and then you hung up. So she picked up, she said, hello. And it was the front desk. (laughs) She's just like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pick up or call you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I wanted to see, she's like, there's no dial tone. Um, when she told us about the phones, but I wanted to see how heavy it was. So that's why I picked it up. And then I was listening to this static and then I hung it up and they immediately called right back. And it was just one of those terrifying I looked at Archie so fucking paranoid and petrified. <laughs> He's like, just answer it. I, you know what I felt like? I felt like when, you know, we were kids and when, when like Star 69 first came out and you would call like, you know, the person you like's house and their parents would answer the phone and you'd hang up mm-hmm. and then they'd do Star 69 and then they'd call you right back and you were like, oh my God, that's exactly how I felt. Like that, they found out it was me. Um, yeah, so that was the phone story. Like <laughs> an idiot. Oh God, that was adorable. <laughs> I hate you. Um, so yeah, Christy, welcome. You pay for... This. This and more. <laughs> uh, we thank you, Aunt. Outside. Okay. We thank you. She's <laughs> just here to debunk every fucking noise I hear. Um, we thank you. Again, thank you, like, for the 900th time. Anyway, <laughs> welcome, Christy. Uh, so let's get started. That's all the EVPs I have. That's all the updates that I have. Okay. Um, Halloween episode. This is in a haunted hotel. All right. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll recap again. The title is creepy, creepiest urban legend from every state in the United States of America as read on insider.com. Do you want to start or you want me to start? You go. You start. Okay. Hit it. Okay. So we just got interrupted. So... We just want to make the statement that this hotel does give tours Mm. of the haunted floors, so we may hear voices or interruptions of people laughing or talking about things. Archie thinks it's people on the tour. I think it's ghosts. Uh, It's up to you to decide if they're in your head. It's up to you. Either way, we're just going to keep going. Yeah, pick your own adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and get started, because we got 50 states. Um... (laughs) 50 nifty United States, if you will. Okay, so I'm going to start with Alabama and the Hell's Gate Bridge. So the generally accepted story of the Hell's Gate Bridge starts back in the 1950s. Apparently a young couple was driving over the bridge and somehow drove their car off the bridge one night and they both drowned. Now, there are two legends associated with Hell's Gate Bridge. One, that if you drive your car out to the middle of the bridge and turn off the lights, the couple will appear in your car and leave leave a wet spot on the seat. Rude. (laughs) Don't do that. Zero stars on that Uber rating. (laughs) Right, zero. Um, The other, which is how the bridge got its name, 
is the belief that if you drive over the bridge and look over your shoulder halfway through, the scenery behind you turns into a portal to hell engulfed in flames. Whoa, that's... It's zero to a hundred. That's real quick. It's highly dramatic. <laughs> um, potentially to curb ghost hunters and bored teenagers, Hell's Gate Bridge is closed to cars now, and it is in such disrepair that walking across the bridge is strongly discouraged. Um, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, if I had to pick, I'd go with the wet seat, wet spot on my car <laughs> or in my seat. Ugh. Okay, next we have Alaska with the Kushtaka of the Alaskan Triangle. The what? Kushtaka. I, it sounded like you said fish taco. Oh. Now we've annoyed a ghost. <laughs> Guys, ghost this is 30, how... The ghost, the ghost in 37B. <laughs> is furious. Um, this is how it's going to go all episode, guys, so just buckle up yeah. and uh, get that drink. Oh, where's my drink? Oh, I found it. Sorry. <laughs> okay, go. Everyone the fish knows. taco of the Alaskan Triangle. Wow. <laughs> well, we're not going to Alaska. We never were. <laughs> <laughs> it's too fucking cold in Alaska. Everyone knows the story of the Bermuda Triangle, but you might not know about the Alaskan Triangle. On average, five out of every 1,000 people go missing in Alaska, according to the LA Times. So even if there's nothing supernatural going on, it's easy to get lost in the wilderness. Well, you know, into the wild. Yeah. The Tlingit. T-L-I-N-G-I-T. Tlingit. You know? Tlingit. You know, one of our Patreons, Q, lives in Anchorage. So Q, hit us up. Is it Tlingit? I'm, I can't. I have trouble combining my T's and L's. You know, I I can say unilaclet, but I can't say this word. <laughs> <laughs> but they were they live in Juneau, and they have their own explanation for the high number of missing people, evil spirits called the Kushtaka. The Kushtaka are shapeshifters, half man, half otter. <laughs> well, wait a minute, you <clears throat> you had me tell the otter. You know. I mean, they're shapeshifters. They can be full man, full otter, but I guess they're more comfortable a little bit of both. I mean, I don't want to, you know, be species biased, but uh, the otter threw me off. Sorry, continue. (laughs) The half man, half otters lure women and children to water with fake cries in order to steal their human spirit and drown them. Sound familiar? A little bit. A little bit. Just not the part otter. Just not the otter. (laughs) Um, but although, I, think, I think it's very interesting that the Americas, up and down, have a version have, of La Llorona. Exactly. That is interesting. Um, otter, huh? Yeah. Hmm. That's what it said. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't want to bash a native, like, culture, but, yeah, that's, hmm. I mean, half human and half antelope or reindeer? Who's that, a half reindeer? Half polar bear and half human. Half, I mean, half human, half Arctic fox. There's not a lot to go with there. I mean, there isn't. And I mean, otter is kind of adorable. I think that probably would be. They would probably be able to lure women and children if oh, they yeah. looked like an otter. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Look oh at the cute little otter. Oh, they're holding hands so they don't drift apart. <laughs> Wait, that's a human hand. <laughs> <laughs> one otter hand, one human hand. Uh oh. Which half is which? 
Hang on to your spirits. Okay, sorry. We're, oh, okay. We, yeah, Arizona. Now that we have trashed Alaska. Yes, moving on. Sorry. Oh, man, Brian's going to tell me about this one. Oh, God. Wait, Alaska or? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Arizona. Now, again, I'm a shitty Arizonan. I say it all the time. I have never heard of this. I hadn't heard of this one either. I don't even know where this is. I don't either. So this is the ghost of Slaughterhouse Canyon. Right away, not giving me the warm and fuzzy. Not not great, no. Not great. Um, So uh, the story of the Slaughterhouse Canyon um, is also called the less frightening Luana's Canyon. Still doesn't bring any kind of... Not a a thing. Not a thing. Um, It takes place during the gold rush. Now, during the 1800s, there was a family who lived down in the canyon. They were very poor, so the father would venture out into the canyon for food for his family, as... You do. As you do. I mean, listen to us talk about how we know how that... How we forage, forage to fries <laughs> no, right. for, for boxes of wine. Right, and if they don't have it, we've got to go to Walmart. Ugh. Ugh. Um, anyway, so as you might have guessed, one day the father did not return. So his family slowly starved and descended into madness. The mother, unable to bear listening to her children's cries anymore... Okay. Put on her wedding dress, murdered her children, and then threw them into a nearby river. Wait a minute. Hang Mm -hmm. on. The next day, she succumbed to starvation herself. Okay, another ghost just... The ghost came back. Annoyed as fuck with this story. He went down to get drinks, too. We're not taking these urban legends seriously. They're mad. See, that's what happens when you don't. I mean, (laughs) the ghosts get mad. (laughs) The legends themselves get pissed. Um, So... The next day, she succumbed to starvation herself. The legend states that if you go down to Slaughterhouse Canyon at night, even now, which, by the way, why would you go to a canyon named Slaughterhouse at night? But I digress. You will hear the loud, anguished cries of the mother who lost her mind. Hmm. So it's another take on La Llorona. Lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Next, we're going to Arkansas for the Boggy Creek Monster. Ooh. Are we? We are. <laughs> I just looked at a word and had to figure it out. It was like, when are we? <laughs> the Boggy Creek monster of folk is Arkansas's version of Sasquatch. He is commonly accepted to be around seven or eight feet tall and covered in hair, which is my type. Oh, Jesus. Legend says Does he that, have tattoos? Uh, no, take him or leave him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Legend He's says, on Grinder. <laughs> Any opportunity I have to throw that in. Not on Grinder. Oh. Scruff. Okay, sorry, he's on Scruff. <laughs> Legend says that he roams the creeks of rural Arkansas. He was first spotted in 1834 when people reported seeing a, quote, wild man. Accurate he, description, I believe. People still claim to spot the Boggy Creek monster today, and he has been the subject of five feature-length films, including 1972's, quote, The Legend of Boggy Creek. I have never heard of this at all, let alone five feature film well, length films. Uh, yeah, I don't recall that either. And we spend oh so much time in Arkansas. I, I, I we're going to in a few months. We're going to be driving through Arkansas, right? Louisiana. Oh, right. I mean, that's better. But <laughs> I still wanted to stop by. I still wanted to go to the Crescent Hotel. <laughs> anyway. Boggy Creek, yeah. Never, I mean, I like it. I dig this one, but I've never heard. Yeah, I had I've never. I haven't heard about the next one. I haven't heard about the next one either. <laughs> um, so California has the Charman. So his origin story is gruesome. Great, because, you know, I do. nobody does gruesome like me. 
Um, a father and son were both caught in a house fire and horribly burnt in 1948. After the fire, the son became so mentally unstable that he killed his father. When the police found the son, he was so unrecognizably burnt that they didn't even realize he was alive. Fuck. So he ran away before they were able to arrest him for the murder of his father. Ever since then, the... Pause while I flip the page. Charman is still spotted <laughs> wandering the woods surrounding Ojai. Okay, that's why I've never been to Ojai. That's why I don't know this story. Oh, okay. I mean, I knew there was a reason. Occasionally, he approaches the tents of innocent campers, or he pretends to be a hitchhiker and then a- tries to attack them. D- did it say that uh, he... Uh, it doesn't say that he still looks that way. And oh. I think there's, like, at least two episodes of X-Files that are loosely based around this. Oh, really? I've mm. never seen X-Files. Oh, God, you'd love it. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. You know how I feel about UFOs. I'm sort of, like, yeah. on the fence about those guys. No, the, the UFO... About those guys. <laughs> the UFO episodes you should, I should probably have you skip. But the other ones are really... Interesting. Creepy. So it's not just solely UFOs in oh, this show. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay, so no, that's they investigate. what you It's like this, is, like, this is a go-to list of, oh, this is what we're checking out this year. Oh, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Hmm, okay. <clears throat> so next we have Colorado and the many legends of Riverdale Road. Okay. Riverdale Road is the site of not one, but eight creepy stories, ranging oh. from a Hellgate... To ghosts of slaves hanging from the trees. Blech. The stench of the road is decidedly spooky. No, the stretch. The stretch. Well, I, I, I'm sure like the stench the is stench too. <laughs> I shouldn't have corrected you. That was actually better. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The creepiest story, though, is that of the phantom jogger. One day there was a driver who hit a jogger, apparently, and freaked out and left him for dead. Now it's said that if you park at the side of the crash, you'll hear disembodied footsteps getting closer and closer to your car. Don't do that. That was creepy. <laughs> people, have, people have reported handprints on their windows and banging noises as if someone was kicking the outside of the vehicle. Oh, my God. Um, that's highly disturbing. Yeah. That's highly disturbing. Kudos, Colorado. <laughs> Good job, Colorado. Smoke another one. <laughs> Right? And then tell the story again. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Connecticut. Really? Archie, Connecticut? This. I did not make this up. Hannah Crana? Yeah. I not thought, I thought to be it was, confused with Hannah Montana. And it was fucking ludicrous as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Archie did the research on all of this. <laughs> That's why I'm like, really, Archie? All from one website. <laughs> okay. So Hannah Crana was known as the Wicked Witch of Monroe. Hannah Crana gained a reputation as a witch in the 19th century when her husband died by mysteriously falling off a cliff. Hey, you know what? It fucking happened. How is that mysterious? Obviously, he fell off a cliff. I mean, husbands are notoriously clumsy. <laughs> and, and I know this from all the husbands I have never had. Anywho. Um, so she gained the reputation as a witch because her husband fell off a cliff. Why? What? Oh, you know what? Let's just move on. And locals reportedly believe that she had bewitched him, of course, because, you know, maybe he just didn't fall off the fucking cliff. <laughs> people also believed that she would cast spells on people she didn't like. Well, I do that all the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Hannah lived until the age of 77, but right before she died, she asked to be carried down to the cemetery in her coffin by foot, not wagon. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Tam. Yeah, they fucked up the spelling. She's a bitch, not a wagon. <laughs> right. Maybe it's a typo. <laughs> After her death, the people of Monroe tried to wheel her coffin down the hill, but were unable. The coffin kept falling off. So they were forced to carry it. Oh, nice. <laughs> I fucking told you. <laughs> By foot. Um, when the townspeople returned to her home, it was found to be engulfed in flames, sealing Hannah's reputation of witchcraft. Now you can visit her real grave in Trumbull. Oh, you That's know, an interesting story. You know some people burn it down. Yeah, just to like just build to, on just, the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good one, though. I'm sorry, Hannah Crana, that I... I, you know, laughed at you thinking you were a little pop star Hannah Montana. <laughs> I don't. Who's, who's your who's your arch, archangel of protection? <laughs> might wanna, Michael. Might want to call on that, Michael. <laughs> Michael, sorry. I should have done that before we even set foot in this fucking hotel. Mm. Michael, shields of light protection, please. Little better late than never. <laughs> Thank you. On to Delaware. The ghost of Mr. Chu. Like Chewy? C-H-E-W. Oh, okay. While not a particularly mean-spirited ghost, Samuel Chu's story is still disconcerting. Chu was the Chief Justice of the Delaware Supreme Court in 1741. As the story goes, while he was alive, he didn't always get the respect he deserved. People frequently made fun of his name by mimicking sneezes while he walked by. That's rude. Well, yeah, and we could really take it super far in this day and age, so he probably right. should have just been grateful. <laughs> After his death, people reported seeing his ghost sitting under a poplar tree, wandering the courthouse, and generally creeping out the residents of Dover. (laughs) Chu would also pull on men's coattails and give women a cold, icy feeling. Probably because the one, his wife, tried to push him off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) And then blame his clumsiness. On himself. On himself. Only to be accused of witchcraft. Okay, sorry. That was a tangent of sorts. Um, well, Mr. Chu, sorry about that. Um, but uh, I think it's pretty cool that it, it made one of the creepiest urban legends lists in your state. Yeah, good job. Good job, Mr. Chu. High good five. Job. Good job. <clears throat> Cheers, Clank. Okay, so um, this is Florida, and this is the gravity-defying Spook Hill. And I am so disappointed. Why? Every state has a spook hill. So does Pittsburgh. They have Gravity Hill in North mm-hmm. Park. And, and it is honestly, weird. It's weird. Honestly, I thought Florida could do better. I feel like I they mean, should have. Like maybe there's like a meth gators. Why isn't that on here? Why isn't that on here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about gravity defying spook hill. Because no matter what state has it, I, I love Pittsburgh's gravity hill. Oh, I love, North Park. I love all I love those. It. I love those gravity anomalies. Mm-hmm. So... The phenomenon that happens at Spook Hill is real. Cars that are parked in neutral will will appear to roll uphill. Legends say that the hill is either the site of a Native American burial ground (laughs) or an epic battle of a Native American chief against a crocodile. That's cooler. I like that. We'll go with that. But the truth is, it's just an illusion created by the hill's surroundings. While cars appear to be rolling uphill, they are still just rolling downhill. Except in except in Gravity Hill, like it, it. you, you're not, you're parked, like, at a downward angle, you put the car in neutral, you take your foot off the brake, and you back up the hill. <laughs> it's not, 
I can't explain it, but it is one of my very, very favorite places in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's, Grab, that's, that's good, though. Yeah. So, um, Native American chief against, against a crocodile. Native American chief wins. Of course he does. And reverses gravity. And reverses gravity. <laughs> <laughs> We're very powerful people. <laughs> I'm not any kind of related to a Native American chief, just so. That you're aware of. That I'm aware of. Anyway, let's move on to Georgia. Georgia, the ghost town of Lake Lanier. At the bottom of Lake Lanier lies almost fully intact towns, ferries, a racetrack, and multiple cemeteries. Oh my god, I've heard of this one. This one I've heard of, yes. The government, in its determination to create Lake Lanier, bought up entire towns in order to clear the space for the lake after they received congressional approval in 1946. However... They just decided to let the water cover up the towns rather than demolishing them. Now Lake Lanier has a decidedly eerie feel about it. There have been an unusual number of freak accidents and deaths on the lake. In 2011, for instance, there were 17 deaths alone. Jesus. Many of the people who drowned have been recovered. People have reported feeling arms and legs in the water but have not been able to oh, find God. them right after, oh, leading my. people to believe that spirits still roam the lake. And this is why I do not swim in lakes. <laughs> oh, my God. And have recently started avoiding the ocean because I realize all the kinds of microbes and things that oh. can get inside your body. You're not one of those. You're not becoming a germaphobe, are you? No, no. But all of the flesh-eating a microphobe, ba- the flesh-eating bacteria cases come out of the southeast are from freshwater lakes, and that's a big deal breaker for me. <laughs> okay, but oceans. I mean, oceans. I mean, still. a shark will probably bite your leg off. Um. Okay. <laughs> but it won't be a. It won't be a flesh-eating I mean, bacteria. That's, that's where all the animals have sex. I mean, it's so, their home. Of course, yeah, that's where they have sex. I, I just don't feel like invading their homes. <laughs> hmm. That's another topic. That's yeah, another. That's a different podcast. Maybe, maybe we'll have a, like a real deep therapy session for the Patreons. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't get rid of them, nothing will. Then they're very loyal, and we love you. Okay. Um, the next one we're going to do is Hawaii and it's the night marchers. I have heard of this one. Yes, I have too, but we're actually, I am not going to go into it because that is on our list of episodes to cover with EKB as our guest host. Oh, so Hawaii's urban legend is the night marchers moving on to Idaho. Go ahead. Idaho, 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 the water babies of massacre rocks. Oh my God. Please do tell. I gotta hear this. Water babies are a Native American legend that are found in a couple of different places in America, but most famously in Pocatello at the Massacre Rocks State Park. The Shoshone tribe was first recorded in 1805 and were roaming the Great Plains as early as the 1500s, so it's not clear when exactly this legend originated. But the story goes that the Shoshone experienced an extreme famine and mothers were forced to drown their babies in the river (gasps) rather than watch their children starve. Today, some people claim that if you sit quietly at the river by Massacre Rocks, you'll hear the sound of babies crying. This is horrific. I hate this. It is horrific. Other stories say that these babies grew gills and fins and survived, and now (laughs) they seek revenge on their mothers by luring unsuspecting victims to their deaths in the river. 
I hate this whole urban legend. It's awful. Yeah. That's yeah. just awful. It's a terrible thing that very likely happened. Mm. Where's a ghost to slam a door right now? Also, if one of these fucking doors opens and slams, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> Forget a wet spot on the car seat. I'm going to crap on the carpet. <laughs> I'm good. Honestly, our listeners have been listening to you cough and half die all year. <laughs> all year. Oh, I just realized now that you have Illinois. Oh, God. <laughs> Homie the Clown? <laughs> Alright, I'm in Illinois. Homie the Clown? Like, Homie the Clown? Mm-hmm. Oh, it does say... Okay. Literally, guys, Archie put this all together and I haven't read any of it. And I didn't make any of this up. I'm just reporting from the website. <laughs> so, throughout the suburbs of Chicago in the 90s, there was a rumor going around elementary schools. There was a creepy man dressed as Homie the Clown, yes, from In Living Color, driving around in a white van trying to lure kids into it with candy and money. In some variations, he was a kidnapper. In others, he was a rapist. But in all variations, Homie left a mark on the young Chicago kids in the 90s. Probably not what fucking Damon Wayans was going for. Probably not, but look what happened. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Walking because around you know, with a bag of nickels. You know the clown that needs to be recognized in Illinois is fucking John Wayne Gacy. Right. Pogo the clown. Mm. So, homie had to be pretty crazy if he was going to usurp Pogo. <laughs> Anyway, what's going on in Indiana? In <laughs> Indiana, we have the 100 Steps Cemetery. Mm. The 100 Steps Cemetery is in the town of Brazil, though the official address is disputed. While it's not clear when the stories about the cemetery begin, haunted began. Being wow. haunted. Be- wow, yeah, this rum is working for me. <laughs> While it's not clear when the stories about the cemetery being haunted began, There are gravestones that date back to the 1860s. The legend states that if someone finds themselves in the cemetery at midnight, they must... I'm sorry, stop. How does that happen? Oh my god, it's midnight? I'm in a cemetery. How did this happen? How did this happen? How did I get here? It wasn't dark ten minutes ago. Those edibles were far too strong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if they find themselves in the cemetery at midnight... They must climb the steps and count to 100. Oh, Jesus. At this point, a ghost of an undertaker will appear and show the person a vision of their death. Gross. On the way back down, the visitor is supposed to count the steps again. If they count the same number of steps, the vision was false. People who visited the cemetery in the past have tried to outsmart the supernatural forces in 100 steps by avoiding the steps altogether. They are reported to be knocked down or shoved to the ground by an unseen force. I... This is a very convoluted one. Very much so. Like, I would be utterly fucked because they're like, start counting. And Archie forgot to turn off the speakers on his laptop. (laughs) (laughs) It was the ghosty. Stop it. it was Quit the debunking go- it everything. It was the ghost of Optimize Your PC. <laughs> that does haunt you. Don't fucking lie. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> Got a little orange light on my notification bar. It says your device needs to restart to install updates. And it's been on there for like a month. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this one, no. I'm not going to go climb the steps and count to 100. And I'm also not going to climb back down the steps and count. 
First it's of all, like four steps, and then you count to a hundred. Climbing steps. It doesn't say it's a hundred steps. And a hundred. It doesn't say it's a hundred steps. It just says you climb the steps and then count to a hundred. Regardless if it's four <laughs> steps or two steps or just like one tiny little like bump in the road, I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, it's exercise, and that's yucky. Oh. Um, and then they make me count at the same time. That's oh, math, and that's yucky. Get ready for all the lifestyle changes coming your way. I mean, it's. Well, okay, that's part of the reason why I had too many strokes. But let's not go there. <laughs> God. What anyway, we, I'll what's never going find... On? What's going on in Iowa? The Black Angel is what's going on in Iowa. Oh, my. But real quick, I, you'll never find me at midnight in this 100-step cemetery. <laughs> I'm not letting that go. And I'm putting that out there on the internet forever. Okay. Um, so Iowa has the Black Angel, which um, sounds like a Black Crows song. But probably You isn't. know, it really does. And this is actually a physical cement statue. Cool. Okay. So the Black Angel stands over eight feet tall, like Archie likes, uh, in Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City. Do you like that too? Or does it matter for guys? I've never been. Okay. Um, she is black due to oxide, oxidization. Did I say that right? The second time. Oxidization? <laughs> yeah, good job. Aaron, write that down. Have another drink. Okay. Um, <laughs> most likely because of her dark appearance, multiple legends have cropped up around her. Okay, obviously. One legend says that a pregnant woman should never walk under her or she'll lose the child. Ew! Others say that if you touch or kiss the statue, why are we doing this? You'll be dead within six months. <laughs> okay, well, I'm off to Iowa. I'll see you later. <laughs> Whether haunted, cursed, or completely harmless, the statue is a somber sight to see, which I would imagine that it would I, be. I believe it. I the, would imagine. The, the article had a picture, and it was... Oh, really? It was It was beautiful. Was it all black, or was it just black in spots? Like... It was black with spots that you could tell that it was before, like oh. where moss is growing on it. Oh, You can oh, see okay. the concrete. It's, it's, it's really quite beautiful. Beautiful, like if you, eerie beautiful? Like or? if you, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You're I strange. liked it, but I'm creepy. You're so. strange. In Kansas, we have the devil's chair. In Kansas, she said, was the name of her star. All right, I'm going to have to have you put that drink down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the legend of the devil's chair goes like this. An old farmer in Alma refused to sell his land to the city in order to build a new cemetery. Someone got a little too tired of waiting for him to sell, so he was pushed into his own well. <laughs> uh, that was an evil laugh. I'm wow, sorry. Carrie. It was really evil. Wow. Eventually, someone said that there was a terrible smell coming from the well, so the city <laughs> sent someone to investigate. It was ruled that the well was empty, and it was boarded up. Now, if you wink your way to Alma, you can sit on the boarded-up well, but legend says that people who have sat on the well have been known to mysteriously disappear. Sorry. Um, I, I don't know where to begin with this. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I, um... Don't sit on abandoned wells. In general, that's just a bad idea, probably because you might fall in. Oh, it's always smelled like that. I mean, it's a well. What do you think it's going to smell like? Probably not a rotting floater corpse. Um, <laughs> they all float down here. Oh, Pennywise. But this says it's a boarded up well. Uh -huh. So, I'm sorry. I just, I would feel like somebody would, like, 
like Pennywise would jump up out of the well and bite me in the ass with those snaggly, crazy teeth. <laughs> um, okay, wait a minute. What? <laughs> what, what, what? Are you what, having like what, some what sort of you, repressed memory? No, what oh. was the last thing we were talking about? Something telling someone to come bite them in the ass. Oh, oh Congress Plaza. Congress Plaza. <laughs> yeah. That's really unfortunate that didn't transfer it's over. It's really <laughs> unfortunate. Um, so, guys, if you'll remember, last week we had to default to one of our Patreon mini-episodes of the Aoki Gahara Forest and Versailles. And that is because Archie and I recorded um, the Congress Plaza Hotel um, over Skype while I was in San Diego. And the audio cut off after 20 minutes. So when I'm editing it, and I realize it, obviously, the day before we were supposed to release the episode, um, I called, texted Archie in a panic. I'm like, we've got to record my part right now. So we get on Skype again, and we record my part. And again, it cut off after 20 minutes. So we didn't have, we didn't have any semblance of an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the um, stories and occurrences in, in my part... Um, a girl that works for BuzzFeed went to investigate and she had um, <clears throat> made the, what I believe is the unfortunate decision to tell a demon in the hotel to suck her ass. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can tell by Archie's reaction, it just evolved from there. <sighs> so eventually we will re-record that and you'll get to hear the whole story. Um, but yeah, just listen to Archie's sniggers and... Um, <laughs> You can just assume what your will oh, from that. God. All right. Now, moving, moving on to Kentucky. Oh, dear. Uh, Kentucky is... has the goat man of Pope Lick. Oh, can we play with those words for a minute? No, we cannot. <laughs> no, we cannot. So apparently there is no clear consensus on how the goat man came to be. Some say he was a circus performer. Others say he was a farmer who tortured his goats for Satan. Rude. Um, and in return was transformed into a hideous goat monster. Even why ruder. is that? Why is that the preferred method of being turned look, into I a goat monster? I will torture goats as I long really, as you turn me into a goat monster. I think a goat monster would be super badass. Yeah, you know, I could be <laughs> a vampire and transform into a bat, but that's so cliche. There are <laughs> goat monsters in the world, and um, I really want this. So let me torture some goats for you, Satan. Um, Michael, I hope you have those shields down because I am God, really talking some we shit are today. Really doing it today. Oh, woof. In a haunted hotel. In a haunted hotel. <laughs> oh my God, we need to go home right now. <laughs> um, anyway, however, everyone does agree on his appearance dark fur, pale skin, goat legs, and horns. The monster is said to hide under the bridge at Pope Lick Creek in Louisville to lure people onto the train tracks. Only to see them be hit by oncoming train. Oh my god. <laughs> Sadly, this urban legend has had some dangerous consequences. In 2016, an Ohio woman fell to her death from the bridge while looking for the goat man. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, guys, be careful with doing that. Like, I get that you guys, you know, we all want to go out and, like, be careful check it out. and just don't do that. Well, is the official stance of the podcast. It is, but I mean, if you're gonna, because you know they're going to, be careful. To. Don't be hang careful. over the bridge and don't... Don't be stupid. Don't, yeah, I mean, also don't record a haunted podcast and talk a bunch of shit about ghosts in a notoriously haunted <laughs> hotel. Everybody, use your heads. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> wow. I know it's. I'm stupid. What is that? I don't know. I think is like, that a it's, tour? It's got to be the hallway. Because okay, I, but is I, it I a closed tour? the doors to the sun porch. It did sound like a whole bunch of feedback, though, didn't it? It did. And yeah, doors are shutting. That's a tour. It's, well, so no. It's, I mean, the tour just goes into the hallways. And our door joins to the hallway. It's As seven. most doors in hotels do. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> our door joins to the hallway? Well, okay. It's not a suite. Pardon me. <laughs> oh, my God. The look I just got because I booked the room. You know what? We're going to have a conversation. And we'll be right back. Please listen to this word from one of our buddy podcasts whom we love. Dearly, dearly, reverie, true crime. (laughs) My name is Paige, and I'm the host of Reverie, True Crime. Reverie means to daydream, but even daydreams can become nightmares. Come join me and get lost in horrific reverie about true crimes and eerie events. Reverie True Crime Podcast, available wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Okay. We are back, and we're moving on to Louisiana with The Grunch. Not to be confused with The Grinch. Mm. Uh? Uh. Oh, yeah, that's what I... <laughs> You've read these, that's right. All right, sorry, go ahead. Grunge Road is an old dirt road that leads deep into the woods and eventually to a dead end. It was a favorite place for teenagers to go and do whatever teenagers do. Mm-hmm. Until they oh. learned <laughs> until they learned about the grunge. The grunge are rumored to be a group of deformed, half human, half monsters that resulted from years of isolation in the Louisiana bayous. I've seen this movie, it's called Wrong Turn. <laughs> <laughs> in the present day, it's said that if you find yourself on Grunch Road, don't get out of your car if you see a goat who looks injured. The stories say that the Grunch use goats to lure people out of their cars so they can eat them and it, drain their blood. Ew. So the Grunch is a group of... It's a group. A scary group of mm-hmm. ne'er-do-wells. Half-human, half-monsters. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, I've seen this movie, and it was called The Wrong Turn 1, 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> Although I think that was an inbred family of also, murders. Also some X-Files. Murders. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Hey, I, I probably would love, love that show. I know you would. Okay. Um, the Grunch. Huh. Good on you, Louisiana. That's that's creepy that's as fuck. That's sufficiently creepy. That's sufficiently creepy. Um, from Louisiana, we're going on to Maine, and the mysterious stain on Colonel Jonathan Buck's tomb. Okay, let's oh, read about this. So many jokes. I, I mean, kind of, yeah. Um, the tomb of Colonel Jonathan Buck in Bucksport bears... No. No. Oh, I should have put in a comma after Bucksport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... In Bucksport Bears, like the animal? Okay, Learn me... script writing, Archie. Be... <laughs> or just remember who you're fucking dealing with. <laughs> Let's try it again. The tomb of Colonel Jonathan Buck in Bucksport 
bears a mysterious <laughs> leg-shaped stain. The story goes that Buck sentenced a woman to burn for witchcraft, and while she was burning, ew, her leg rolled out of the fire. <laughs> Gross. It's also been said that the witch cursed Buck's tomb to always bear a stain for this injustice. Well, fair. It is said that people have tried to get rid of the stain twice, but the stain keeps reappearing. Wait a minute, they only tried twice? <laughs> well, I mean, after the first time it comes back, what you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Um, as facilities manager, Archie, how would you handle that? I would burn it in a fire. <laughs> You would burn a tomb in a fire? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Or use bleach. Anyway, um, ble- bleach gets rid of everything. Um, it's- oh. Okay. Oh, Maryland. Maryland. Let's go to Maryland. We're going to talk about Chessie, the Chesapeake Bay monster. I love all the monsters. I really do, because they're just misunderstood. Including the half-human, half-otter monster? Probably. Mm, okay. Chessie sightings have been around since the 1930s, but really started to pick up steam in the 80s when photographic evidence became more readily available. Chessie is said to resemble a snake, measure around 30 feet long, and is the approximate thickness of a telephone pole. Chessie is an anaconda. Probably. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There haven't been any recorded attacks from Chessie, but a 30-foot-long snake does not sound like something most people would want to run into. No, not at all. Not seconded and thirded. (laughs) But it's interesting that it's Chessie when the Loch Ness Monster is Nessie. Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well. What? You can't really do anything with Loch. Lockhart. Now I'm going Harry Potter. Never okay. mind. Yeah, I, we'll, I regret everything. We'll just abandon that completely. Uh, yeah, for, completely. <laughs> Good grief. Massachusetts, the spirits of Hoosack Tunnel. This is interesting because you would think it would have something to do with Salem. You would think. I, you would think. You would think. Um, but this is the spirits of Hoosack Tunnel. So in the 24-year-long construction of the Hoosack Tunnel in western Massachusetts, approximately 200 men died. Death was so associated with the tunnel that it was nicknamed the Bloody Pit. Ew. Hmm. After a particularly gruesome explosion in either 1867 or 1868, miners were trapped inside the tunnel. The other workers assumed that the miners had died, but eventually it was discovered that they were actually alive, built a raft to combat flooding, and eventually died due to poisonous gas inhalation. Fucking A. It said that these 13 miners haunted the tunnel for years, moaning and briefly appearing as ghosts. Um, That kind of reminds me, not entirely, but it just makes me think of the miners in Tonopah, Mm -hmm. where there was that fire down in the shaft mine. Yeah, Yeah. and they were just kind of abandoned. And they were, right, yeah, because the, the foreman or whoever got to work when he was supposed to get to work instead of when he got called about the fire. Also, Jerome is a mining town. Lots of miners were brought here to the Jerome Grand Hotel when it was a hospital, so I guess I just have miners on the mind. Um, oh. I know. The kind that dig, not children. <laughs> Thank you. For, yeah, you know what? Now, now I hear it. Thank you for the distinction. Yes. The kind that dig, not ch- Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. 
You're so glad you brought me on for this, aren't you? I'm actually quite <laughs> thankful, actually, because I now I'm like, whoa, that did sound that way, didn't it? Oh my god, I just have minors on my mind. <laughs> Fucking a man. Okay. <laughs> Next. Next up, we have Michigan. Oh, okay, good. I'm on the right page. Which you would think I'd heard about this one. Yeah. But not this in particular. I always heard about more different ones, like Denton Road. Oh. Like two red glowing eyes off in the distance. And oh, so similar to Goatman's Bridge. Oh, God. Fucking everywhere. I mean, there's a Goatman, like, everywhere. I don't think there's one in Arizona, but there's a bazillion La Llorona's. Yeah. Anyway. For sure. But in Michigan, we have the little girl on Knock Knock Road. The legend of Knock Knock Road says that there was a little girl who was murdered on Knock Knock Road in the Detroit area. Okay, thank you. You can stop. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> That's awful. And now she appears to drivers at their car window, Ugh. knocking, Ugh. trying to find the person who killed her. Ugh. The road's real name is Strasburg Road, located on Gross Eel, which is a very affluent area south of Detroit and the river, and it's an island. As a matter of fact, oh. my mother spent time growing up living on Gross Hill. So it would be interesting to hear what he has to say about that. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. This is a terrible one. This is a terrible, terrible one. Um, I'm sorry. Anything having to do with murdered children or just yeah. bleh? Yeah, I know. I Yuck. Know, I know that's a problem for you. Um, but... Mental note, write that down. Let's check with Emery. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not writing it down. I don't have anything to do either of those things with. <laughs> and also, Carrie, you said mental note. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. Okay. Let's, so Let's talk about Minnesota. Minnesota has the Kensington Runestone. Um, so apparently in 1898, a Swedish-American farmer found a giant a gigantic slab of rock on his farm that had symbols that appeared to be Norse. Um, since then, no one has figured out where it came from. However, official historians have debunked that the Vikings made an appearance in North America before Columbus did. Well, at least in Minnesota. In Minnesota. But the myth has persisted. And if it wasn't the Vikings, then who did leave this mysterious rock and what does it say? It's interesting because this was found in 1898. You would think by now, 2020, they would have been able to figure it out. If it is, in fact, a true story. We're going to have to do a little bit more investigating on this one. I think so. Yeah. I, I wish we had a pen so I could circle it. Because you know I'm going to forget which one this was. Until you edit. Until, oh, until I edit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're good. This is a good one, though. This is... Uh, I like I, this. I, I, it's interesting. The Kensington Runestone. Okay, Minnesota listeners, um, remind me to... Or if you know... Yeah, chime in. Let us know. Let us know. Okay. All right, Arch, take us to Mississippi. We are going to Deer Island's Haunted Treasure. Ew. You know what? That sounds like an amusement park. Right? <laughs> Is it? No. Oh. <laughs> cool. The ghost of Deer Island originates from an old pirate story. The story Love says, a good pirate. Oh, yeah. All the, the story says that back in the 1920s, two men were fishing on Deer Island when they heard rustling in the bushes, which they assumed was wild hogs. <laughs> That's not what I assumed it yeah, was, but go I on. Neither. Eventually, they decided to check it out and encountered a headless skeleton. Gross. They ran back to their boat, and the skeleton 
followed them all the way there. Do you think his bones were like glittery clattering? I don't know what they had to have been. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) According to the pirate story, Pirates in Mississippi, there was a ship that sailed into Biloxi Bay and buried their treasure on Deer Island. The crew decided to behead one of their own and left his body behind to guard their treasure. Not the best plan. Mm. No, not really. I and mean, also, nobody, nobody wants to be that pirate. Nobody wants to be that pirate. Um, Figure and, out your ranking on the ship before you decide to join. Right. That's an interesting one, though. I love a good pirate story. Pirates of the Caribbean is my favorite story. Well, maybe Pirates of Mississippi can become your next. I, mine. Deer Island's Haunted Treasure. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's go to Missouri and, the, and Momo the Missouri Monster. Oh, God. Another adorable monster. Oh, God. Momo is Missouri's version of Bigfoot or Sasquatch. He's been said to have terrible body odor, a pumpkin-shaped head, and an appetite for (gasps) dogs. Okay, well, that's off the list. Okay, goodbye, Momo. In 1968, Momo reportedly tried to abduct a four-year-old boy, though no evidence was ever found. What was the boy walking with a dog? I need more information on this one. (laughs) I'm sorry, Missouri, you're going to have to, like, email us. Hit us up. We need more information on this. Yeah, we need further explanation. Yeah. Um, Oh, boy. Talk to me about Montana. The story of Sacrifice Cliff. Never mind. Let's move on. Nebraska. (laughs) Just kidding. Sacrifice Cliff just sounds horrible. If it's children, Archie, just tell me now. Well. Ah. It's a Native American story. The story of Sacrifice Cliff... Wow. Aaron, write Here we go. Aaron, write it down. The story (laughs) of Sacrifice Cliff comes from an old Native American legend. Two members of the Crow tribe arrived at their village from a trip to find that almost everyone there had been infected with smallpox and died. So heartbroken about the loss of... Thanks, Columbus. Thanks. Good job. Thanks for the syphilis and smallpox. Sorry. Go on. So heartbroken about the loss of their loved ones, the two decided to blindfold their horses and ride off the cliff to join the tribe on the other side. What the horses fucking do? (laughs) Right? God. Sacrifice Cliff is visible from almost anywhere in Billings, so it's sad and a bit spooky to think about this story while the cliff is looming over the entire city. That's a terrible one. Uh, Let's find a good one. Okay, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's an urban legend with a happy ending. Just kidding. In Nebraska. Nebraska. uh, (laughs) For the love of God, Archie. The poisoned girl at Centennial Hall. So... When this magazine chose the most haunted place in each state, Centennial Hall was a no-brainer. People claim that there are multiple ghosts roaming the halls, but the creepiest story of Centennial Hall originates in the 1940s, when it used to be a high school. Of course. Of course. Apparently, um, the story says that a student was playing her clarinet, suffered a heart attack, and died, because her reed was poisoned. Ew. Now, people claim to feel cold spots, hear disembodied music, and have um, and to have witnessed an empty rocking chair start to rock, which I think would be super creepy to see, 
But I do remember when we did the podcast event at Phelps Dodge, they have a rocking chair in the nursery up there. Mm -hmm. And I did try to get it to this one of the spirits to rock it. And I, but in my mind, I was like, if this shit rocks, I'm going to fucking wig. I'm I'm gonna wig. Um, But I still kind of wanted to see it. (laughs) So that's North Dakota. That's really sad. A poisoned reed on her clarinet. And high school has now changed. I mean, I mean, Carrie is one mm. of the most and also guys if that's another question we get no I'm not named after the Stephen King book <laughs> I'm named after my great grandmother <laughs> but it's spelled the same if that helps you <laughs> anyway uh, let's go on to Nevada and of course with Nevada uh, the truth about Area 51 is this the truth? Um, I cannot say according to this magazine it is okay There is perhaps no urban legend, myth, or conspiracy theory more famous than Nevada's Area 51. A thousand percent. A mysterious government facility that is rumored to be associated with aliens. From outer space, not like illegal aliens. Well, they'd have a long way to go. I mean, they technically are illegal aliens. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. (laughs) The U.S. government officially states that Area 51 is classified due to national security, which only fuels the fire. The secrecy surrounding the area is what makes it inherently creepy, mm-hmm. and with the government admitting to a program investigating UFOs, the theories about what's actually going on inside continue... Continue. Continue. Wow. Aaron. <laughs> hey, I, I fixed it. <laughs> continue to seem more plausible. And that with which the government has recently, in 2020, released evidence that they have, in fact, encountered unidentified flying objects. Not necessarily at Area 51, but yes. It's a thing. It's a thing. Well, I mean, Skinwalker Ranch is just even drawing more attention to itself. Oh, my God. Every day. Since the owner, the new owner announced who he was and what they were doing. And Mm -hmm. um, I actually think now you can go and investigate Skinwalker Ranch. Oh. Um, Which, granted, that's in Utah. But what is with their, their proclivity with the desert? And like desert areas. New Hampshire has the Witch of Hampton, Goody Cole. And this actually sounds a little familiar to me. I don't know if I heard about it on a podcast. But Eunice Goody Cole was the only woman in New Hampshire history to be tried for witchcraft multiple times. Maybe her husband tripped and fell down and so then she was a witch. Oh. Let's find out. (laughs) Um, Her first charge was in 1656. She was charged again in 1671. When she died and her body was recovered, the townspeople were rumored to have staked her through the heart to prevent her from haunting their town. Oh. That kills a vampire. Right, not a ghost. I mean, come on. Good lord, people, get your shit together. Seriously. People continue to blame Goody Cole for the misfortunes of Hampton citizens for the past 300 years. They for, can't get over it. <laughs> I guess not. For example, a boat full of Hampton residents overturned and everybody on board drowned, even though they were swimming, even though they were in swimming distance of shore. That's not a ghost. That's not a ghost. Okay, honestly, it's a ghost trying to steal a car. Well, I mean, why? Why would you want to get out of here? It's, yeah, I know. It's Archie's, lovely here. Archie I'm, totally, so, I'm totally infatuated with this place. He absolutely is. <laughs> so people blamed Goody Cole for the crash and for cursing the passengers by having them forget how to swim. Um, 
I don't know what to do with that one. Uh, I I feel like I, I mean it. I mean we're not going. If you're to, gonna use your witchly powers for something, why that? That's kind of lame. It, I think and rude. Don't you? Okay. Well, I mean, none of these urban legends are polite. <laughs> <laughs> like every single one of them so far is fucking rude. Good, fair, fair point. Let's go on to the New Jersey. <sighs> Let's pause while they. We'll be right back. Let's. This person's got to get their shit together with their car. <laughs> no. Okay. Hi, we're back. It's oh, been God. like an hour. Oh yeah. Over an hour. <laughs> Holy, is it ten fifteen? It is ten fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So we took a break at eight forty five because the restaurant downstairs closes at nine. We're like, we need more drinks and food. And now it's ten fifteen. <laughs> we're just in New Jersey. Oh, um, God, but the food here. Is amazing. Oh my god! And the drinks are amazing. Oh my god! It's just been like Jerome, man. You're bringing it. You're oh, really bringing it. This hotel specifically is just and especially the service staff. Yes, everybody is amazing. Five star. Mm-hmm. Five star. A thousand oh, percent. God. It's just been really, really wonderful. Um, <clears throat> we did a little EVP session. We went down to have a cigarette, and we left the EVP recorder running, so I've got that to review. Um, and then there's definitely some shit going on in the room, but it's very subtle. Like, it's you know you're being watched. Mm. It's that feeling like you know you're being watched, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. We will, from what I understand of this room specifically and the one next door, because so it's one of those hotel rooms where we like share a door. Um, there's a lot of activity once people go to bed. So, <laughs> I'll probably be posting and right. jabbing Archie in the ribs and being like, Did somebody, somebody just sat on the bed? Did Archie? somebody just jab you in the ribs? Yes, <laughs> you fucking did. <laughs> Somebody's wanting to know if you're awake. Are you awake, Archie? Archie, Archie. I am now. Don't fucking touch me. (laughs) It's not going to be pleasant. Um, Oh, boy, are we going to be sleep deprived tomorrow. We are. Yay. And I have to work. And you have to drive home. Yeah. It's going to be super. Super fun. Anywho. Let's talk about people with real problems. (laughs) And to that end, I say, tell me about the Jersey Devil. Oh, yes. We are in New Jersey now with the Jersey Devil. The story of the journey said, Aaron, don't even bother to write that down. We know what that just, just laugh. Just laugh. Enjoy it with the people. <laughs> the story of the Jersey Devil has been around since the 1700s. The legend states that a woman named Mother Leeds became pregnant with her 13th child and said, quote, Let this one be hard quote, a slash the hard end slash quote. I don't know. I'm the devil. Anyways. <laughs> I'm like, why are you trying to like speak punctuation? I don't know. It's typesetting because I'm stupid. Once the child some stuff to drink. So has she. I haven't. I'm sober as a judge. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about sober judges. Shall we? 
That's another podcast. Anywho, once the child was born, it grew hooves, wings, horns, and a tail. Wow. That's all she had to say was just let this happen. And they were like, sure, why not? Now the monster has been spotted periodically throughout history in the Pines Barrens region of New Jersey. The state has embraced the legend so much so that they named their hockey team after it. I have heard of this one. I I think um I think and that's why we drink did a, an actual episode on the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um hmm, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I like when they embrace their local monsters. I like it too. Uh Arizona hasn't really. I've never heard of the Slaughterhouse Banshee or whatever it was called. Um Canyon. Sure, right. <laughs> whatever. I mean, that's, that's right. That's what I said. Sorry, my accent is thick. Okay. Um, so let's go over to New Mexico. We're just zigzagging all over the place, alphabetically. That's what happens. That's how that happens. <laughs> so La Mala Ora, which translates to the evil hour, is an entity that you don't want to run into on a dark road. By the way, we're surrounded by dark roads here in Jerome. It's bad. This is very true. Yeah. Uh, legend says that at first, it appears as a ball of black energy, constantly moving and changing its size and shape, which that actually reminds me of those blue liquidy kind of orbs on Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yeah. That's what that makes me think of. Um, if you look at it, it will drive you insane and will slowly kill you. Okay, those blue orbs don't do that. This is far more horrible. Uh, much worse. Much worse. At other times, it appears as a scary-looking woman. It's said that if you see her at a crossroads, you or someone in your family will die. Oh, well, that's charming. That's really rude. Again, I mean, it's uh, urban legends and scary stories, and, mm-hmm. and none of them are polite. And But what an ominous thing. Yeah. What an ominous thing. I swear New to Mexi- God. New Mexico goes dark. They get a little bent into it. A little yeah. bit. Little, little deep down in the dark hole. Oof. Okay, so talk to me about New York. Well, with New York, we have Cropsy. Like Banksy, the artist? Yes, but no. Oh. Um, the story of Cropsy has many iterations, but it generally tells the story of a man who stalked a sleepaway camp slash mental, mental institution <laughs> slash children's hospital. I'm sorry, there's a lot of apostrophes here. <laughs> I totally thought you said menstrual institution, and I was like, well, that's new. Not yet. <laughs> also, had a hook for a hand and killed children who were wandering alone at night. Every single person who went to camp in New York State has heard about Cropsy. Things took a more sinister turn when the documentary posited that Cropsy was actually real and a convicted child kidnapper. Kidnapper. <laughs> kidnapper. Yeah. Kidnapper. <laughs> yes, I said that and I doubled down. A convicted child kidnapper named Andre Rand. Andre Rand. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all speculation at this point, as pretty much everything we talk about is. No, it's all based in fact. <laughs> Shut up. Why are you trying to ruin our reputation? Um, oh. But Andre Rand, that's interesting. I don't remember hearing... Well, we I feel like a, one of the true crime podcasts I listened to would have covered him. It's possible, but we hmm. didn't spend much time in uh, upstate New York. Hmm. Yet. Yet. 
I mean, yet. Um, <laughs> okay, ooh, yay, I get to do North Carolina, the Beast of Bladenboro. Oh, yeah, you get to worry about this one soon. Well, that was a dark way to put it. <laughs> Fuck off. In the 1950s... Oh, no! Mm. I don't want to read this one. In the 1950s, multiple dogs were found dead and drained of blood in the North Carolina town of Bladenboro. Map that, please. How far is that from my new town? I'm not sure, but I am on it. Okay, thank you. People believe that there was a vampiric beast in the woods, and they tried to hunt the animal. Today, the town of Bladenboro has embraced its history, and residents actually hold a beast fest. Wait, what? Hold on, I gotta... We, we'll get into this, but I gotta turn the page. Uh, okay. They hold a beast fest every year. While some people are convinced the beast was probably a particularly large bobcat, it's never been confirmed exactly what was stalking their town. Um... Don't kill my fucking dogs. Now I'm scared. <laughs> and I cannot load anything. Google Maps. Okay. That's fine. I'm Let's sorry. just move on. And I'm sorry. I, no, it's we, fine. We never should have had that one come to you. <laughs> Not that we really, like, practice this or anything. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. Uh, North Dakota, what kind of scary shit goes on there? White Lady Lane. I'm sorry, the what Lady Lane? The Way Lady? White. Oh. White Lady Lane. Okay. The story of White Lady Lane is a tragic one. <laughs> of course it is. Because of course it is. The <laughs> legend states that a young woman became pregnant out of white... Pregnant? Did I say that right? Pregnant. Okay, pregnant out of wedlock. And her religious parents forced her to marry the father. The, okay. The baby ended up dying after their wedding. The girl, so upset about her baby and her forced marriage hanged herself from a bridge in her wedding dress. Locals claim to still see her ghost hanging from the bridge. On White Lady Lane. Yeah. That's not cool no. at all. Um, but next we have Ohio. Next in Ohio, this is a kind of a cool one, um, just by the title of it, because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> but The Werewolf of Defiance. That sounds... I think we are all the werewolf of defiance at this point. I feel like 2020 has made everybody the werewolf of defiance, but all right. Cheers to that. <laughs> During the summer of 1972, the people of defiance claimed they were being terrorized by a werewolf. The sightings always happened at night and generally by the train tracks. A couple of women said it would try to get into their houses by rattling the doorknobs. Okay, if that shit happens in this hotel room, I'm fucking out. We're a long way from Ohio. Thank God. Uh, the animal was said to be huge, hairy, and dressed in rags. Oh, just my type. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's on... Maybe on? Shuffle? Stitcher? No. Scruff. Scruff. <laughs> Which, sure. It, yeah, it works. I mean, <laughs> sure. Uh, the animal was said to be Archie's type of huge, hairy, <laughs> and dressed in rags. But after summer ended, the beast disappeared, never to be heard from again, but the story lingers. Oh. Maybe it was a brutal summer. Oh. I mean, I've had too many brutal summers in Arizona, so I'm leaving too. Oh, yeah, I, don't judge Ohio. All right. Oof. Oklahoma, where the winds go sweeping through the plain. We don't have any more alcohol, so we have to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma, the mysterious shaman's portal. Oh, you know, I love a good portal. 
So many jokes. <laughs> I didn't say porthole. A portal. Okay. Oh, just read the legend, you sicko. Bless your heart. The mysterious occurrences in Beaver Dunes Park have been attributed to the fact that it was built upon ancient Native American burial grounds. This may be legit, though, because it's Oklahoma. Which is why it's called the Shaman's Portal. It's also known as the Oklahoma-Bermuda Triangle. There's a lot of those. So we've got the Bermuda Triangle, the Alaska-Bermuda Triangle, the Oklahoma-Bermuda Triangle. Oof. Mysterious things have happened in the park, starting with the Spanish conquistadors who went missing while searching for gold in the 1500s in Oklahoma. Wow, alright. Since then, paranormal activity seekers flock to the dunes. Some people claim that a UFO UFO crashed there, and a group in the 90s who tested the soil said it was abnormal. Did they elaborate? Not in this article. (laughs) Said it was abnormal. Okay, well, um, all right right then. Okay. Good on you, Oklahoma, where my father hails from. Oh, my. He's just an Okie from Muskogee. Oh, Lord. Um, I'm serious. He was from Muskogee. (laughs) 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 I'm 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 a fan of Merle Haggard, but I wasn't trying to reference him in that. Um, (laughs) Oregon. Oregon has the Bandage Man of Cannon Beach. So, the bandage man is the American version of a mummy. Because, of course, we have to dumb shit way the fuck down. Right. Um, <laughs> it's like my favorite autumn <laughs> meme. When, Everyone else calls it autumn. Americans fall it, call it fall because leaf fall down. Leaf fall down. <laughs> I mean, that sort of sums it up. So, the bandage man is the American version of a mummy, and he's rumored to be the ghost of a logger who died in a sawmill accident and now terrorizes teenagers who hang out at a deserted area of a highway near Cannon Beach. Stories say that he knocks on car windows to try and get in and smells really bad. I don't love any of that. A logger, I love, terrorizing teenagers. I love all of these because it's... It's it's just stories meant to keep kids and teenagers from putting themselves in dangerous situations. Which we're going to do anyway. Which they're going to do anyways, no it's matter what. It's a passage. We've all done it. Um, I My son never will because he's a good boy. But other teenagers, they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of... We, fuck teenagers. Uh, fuck cool. teenagers. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we're headed to Pennsylvania and the bus to nowhere. I mean, I've been on a number of these. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. No, stop. There's rumored to be a bus that... No. (laughs) In Philadelphia, there's rumored to be a bus that doesn't have an end destination. The story says that the bus only picks up passengers that are at their lowest moments who need to get away from their problems. So it's like the night bus in Harry Potter. Or any bus that we might look at. Once the passenger is ready to face the world, they can get off the bus. But the passenger has no idea how long they've been on the bus for. It could have been hours, days, or even years. This is a unique one. I've never heard an urban legend like this. This is really cool. It's, it's pretty neat. I mean, if you're not, you know, on the bus, it's cool. Like, if you're us talking about the bus, it's cool. But if you're on the bus, <laughs> but if you're, you're on the bus, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Also, you have to listen to Archie rap Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song on 
Repeat. White boy rap, yo-yo. Oh <laughs> you actually said yo-yo. I sure Super did. white. I am that super white. Archie so white. Hashtag Archie so white. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. Let's, let's bebop over to Rhode Island and the Devil's Footprints. Oh, I like this one. So there's a rock on Devil's Foot Road that appears to show a normal human footprint and a cloven hoof. The story goes that a Native American woman murdered a white man and fled the scene of the crime. I don't know why... Probably self-defense. No, I... (laughs) (laughs) Why would she do that? That's super weird. No, I was going to say, I don't know why I'm so offended by, like, you know, it happened on Native American burial ground. But then this Native American woman murdered a white man and fled the scene of the crime, and I'm like, he probably had it coming. Mm Mm-hmm. it's terrible of me. It's terrible of me to say that and think that and whatever. But anyway, this is not about me. This is about this Native American woman. <laughs> While running, she was stopped by another man. She cried out for the devil to save her. When the man admitted that he himself was the devil and stomped his feet on the ground to prove that he had a cloven hoof, he stomped his feet on the ground to prove that he had a cloven hoof, which the rock still shows to this day. So... That's different. Yeah. That's a little different. Um, I have rarely heard an urban legend that had anything to do with Native American anything and the devil. So that's yeah. new. Yeah, that's the, a new one. The, the devil is a European construct. I believe for that. For sure. Yes, I believe so. Um, all right, so talk to me about South Carolina. In South Carolina, we have the death of Julia Lagarde. Or Ligare. Or Ligare. Or Ligare, if you pronounce the E. Or we just continue on with our lives with however you want to say the last name. (laughs) Aaron will fix it. Aaron, (laughs) erase all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Fix it all. Hurry quick. All right, I'm going to go with the Ligares. Sure. In the 1800s, the Ligares were a well-to-do South Carolinian family. Linian. Carolinian. I'm sorry, I need to know this. I'm moving to North Carolinian. <laughs> the Laguerres were a well-to-do South Carolinian family. Lillian, a South Carolinian family? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's Jerome Grant all over again. Oh, God. Right. They were a family from South Carolina. There you go. That had homes on the mainland and... Edisto Island. The daughter, Julia, got sick, was pronounced dead, and was buried inside their family mausoleum. Years later, another member of the Laguerre family died, and when their tomb was opened, the remains of Julia were found outside of her coffin. Ew! The story says that Julia had been in a coma and had woken up and tried to escape her tomb, but sadly died. After the first reopening of the Laguerre mausoleum, the door can't seem to stay shut. Oh. The Laguerres tried multiple different doors, and every single time, the door was found open. People believe that the ghost of Julia didn't want to be locked in that tomb any longer. This is a good one. And also, you can't blame her. No. No. Oh, God, no. Of course not. This is a good one. I've never heard. This is another unique one, I think. I think a lot of them are. I'm really impressed with this one. Yeah, this is, this is really cool. 
Um, over in South Dakota, they have Walking Sam and the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. So, purportedly over seven feet tall and very slim. Is that also your style? Uh, too skinny. Too skinny. But just tall enough? Seven feet? Almost. Uh, <laughs> Sam is said to appear on the streets of the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation at night, and he tries to convince teenagers to take their own lives. Ooh, No. Mm. That's Sam. Stay at home. Stay at home, kids. Stay at home, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Whether or not walking Sam is real, something tragic is going on at the reservation. Oh, no. From December 2014 to May 2015, there were 103 suicide attempts at Pine Ridge. This This is very much like Aoki Gahara Forest. (sighs) Is there something going on that's leading? That's awful and horrible. That's awful. Yuck. Um... Talk to me about Tennessee and another terrible story. The boy in the bathroom at Pine Haven School. The Pine Haven School, located in Jamestown, is old and abandoned, and it's said to be haunted. A tragic story supposedly took place here where a boy was cornered by a group of bullies nope. in, in the bathroom nope. and shoved into a mirror, nope. which shattered and killed him. No! To avoid getting caught committing murder, the bullies decided to bury his body underneath (sighs) the floorboards. Today, people say that if you go inside the school, you can see the reflection of the boy if you look in the mirror. That is horrible, disgusting, and awful. And quite poetic, I think. In what way? If, If the fact that this kid may have been bullied and murdered... Look upon yourself. Oh. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. That's a little too deep. That's a little too deep. I mean, it's brilliant. I've been there. And I would put the same back on him. Because it ain't right. That's... It is not right. Not at all. All right. This is terrible. Let's go to the candy lady in Texas. Because that sounds like a... This uh, sounds like fun. This sounds like fun. So I guess in the early 1900s, children in an unnamed rural town in Texas... Well, damn it, I hate unnamed rural towns. (laughs) How am I supposed to find it? Um, A rural town in Texas started to go missing, and the residents blamed it on the candy lady. The story says that she would go around leaving candy on children's windows, and eventually she'd lure the kids out with notes attached promising more candy. Why does this sound like Hansel and Gretel to me? Oh, it was precisely that. Yeah, the story picked up steam, and the story picked up steam when a farmer allegedly found rotten teeth on his farm, and later found the body of a boy with his pockets stuffed with candy. While little is known about the origin of this story, some have speculated that the candy lady was real and that her name was Clara Crane. Oh man, that's a new one. This article is rife with research for us. This is yeah. This is. Woof. Yikes. Okay. Uh, take me to Utah. All right. Surely some fun yeah, stuff's going on there. Everything's awesome in Utah. Everything is awesome. All right. So oh, quit making God. me sing. I'm not making you do anything. <laughs> but in Utah, we have the curse of the Escalante Petrified Forest. Oh. While it is illegal to take anything from the Escalante Petrified Forest State Park, there is a legend that says that anyone who takes pieces of petrified wood from the park will be cursed with bad luck, sickness, and accidents. 
So basically, did everybody in the world take something from this fucking forest in 2020? Because I feel like that what's all is happening to everybody. And they must be spreading it around. <laughs> Park manager Kendall Farnsworth stated in 2014 that he gets about a dozen packages every year containing a piece of petrified wood from the park and an apologetic letter detailing the sender's misfortunes. Nah, that reminds me of Robert the Doll and Lizzie Bordenhouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Carrie, let's let's talk about Vermont. Are we in the V's already? We are. Oh we're, no, we're coming to an end. We're getting through it. We're getting through it. Uh, Vermont has the frozen people. Ooh. So first appearing in a diary that was published in the late 1800s, the legend of the hibernating old people recounts the tale of a poor family outside of Montpelier who <laughs> couldn't afford to feed and clothe the oldest members of their family. Oh. So they froze the people and buried them. Oh. Yuck. According to the tale, when spring rolled around, the elders thawed out and were just fine. That went, that was going really well until that last sentence. Well, that's certainly did take a turn, didn't it? It certainly (laughs) took a turn. And I can tell you that any of my elders, if they were treated that way, they just fine or not, man, would there have been hell to pay. The fuck you freeze us for? (laughs) Seriously. Like, that was a good one. That started out good, but then that last... And then the elders thought in the spring... And everything was just fine. And everything was just fine. So there's a happy ending. Little flowers pop up. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a a happy ending urban legend. Um, I don't don't like that one. I think that's the only one. I think that one was kind of lame. Sorry, Vermont. You, you, You gotta do better, I think. Oh, no. Florida has been lame by far. Uh, the worst. I mean, we had the highest expectation because fucking Florida. Meth gators. Right? So many missed opportunities. Also, they can hunt snakes for sport because there's so many fucking snakes there. Okay. Well, I'm not moving to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't. And probably not Virginia as we... This sounds cute, As we talk about the bunny man. Aw, the little bunny man. The little bunny man. The little bunny man. The bunny man's legend starts out with what every good urban legend starts with. An insane asylum. (laughs) Uh, Okay. The people of Clifton were so up in arms about the asylum that they were able to get all of the patients transferred. The patients were being moved on a bus that crashed, and the police were able to catch all the patients except one. Of course. The bunny man. According to the tale, the bunny man lived in the woods and sustained himself on woodland creatures, like bunnies, but eventually he attacked humans. Some people reported being attacked by a man with a hatchet. Other tales say that groups of teens would see a bright light and would wind up dead and strung up over a bridge. I also, I swear to God, this was like the plot of Wrong Turn, like three, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was prisoners instead of insane asylum patients. Well, same thing, really. Kind of. Ugh. Oh, the bunny man turned out to not be as cute. Not as cute. But, oh, yay, this one's mine. Okay, Washington. Washington. Bigfoot. So, Bigfoot, I've heard of Bigfoot, have you? Of course. <laughs> Who has not heard of Bigfoot? Who has not? Um, raise your hand on an internet show. There you go. Because we can see. So, Bigfoot is an internationally recognizable name and has been spotted all over the country. But Bigfoot has been spotted the most in Washington State. Aaron, write that down. Hide your dogs. 
Also, Ooh. Bigfoot's name is Daryl. So if you see him, say hello. Um, Bigfoot is essentially a gigantic ape-like creature who is either a ferocious beast who attacks loggers and hikers. Not dogs. Oh, not dogs. Um, although Aaron's dog, Ruby, would probably give this oh, Bigfoot yeah. a ration of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ruby, Ruby, you're in trouble, girl. Um, no, no, Ruby would give the trouble. Ruby, does Ruby, think, Ruby is the trouble. I'll Ruby is the trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or he's a gentle giant who wants to be left alone. Oh, uh, Right up your alley. Are you a gentle giant on Scruff that wants to be left alone? Hit Archie up. <laughs> Either way, there's I'll, something... I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, there's something creepy about an undiscovered species of animal wandering around the Pacific Northwest evading capture... Which I kind of have to agree. Like, he's just been so elusive for so, so long. Wait, wait, he's, he's one of the most... What the, the meme is a lost and found champion of the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you, Progressive Insurance, for letting us know that his name is Daryl. Yes, thank you very much. Okay. We, should, we should tag them in the post. We should. This one, this next one I have heard of, and I'm excited. I was thinking, oh, actually, well, maybe we should do an episode on this one. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, and everyone's heard of it, or has had to have, because there was a movie with Richard Gere, The Mothman. Okay, I, that I didn't know. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I am shocked. I am a little, too. That's not a bingo square, is it? Not remember. not for you. It's not. <laughs> it is for me. <laughs> wow. All right. Lay some education All on me. Right. It's just a paragraph. But in 1966, stories say that West Virginia uh, that West Virginia was visited by an insectoid flying creature with bright red eyes who resembled both a moth and a man. Oh, that's where the name. I get mm. it. Moth man. Oh man. I, it, it, the comment says he was spotted, but I'm going to go with it was spotted flying around the town of Point Pleasant along with shining lights and the men in black. Here come the men in black. No, not Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Mm. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and... Mm, the, Tessa Thompson. T- thank you, Tessa Thompson. Probably not. Damn. Although in the movie that surrounds the collapse of the bridge in the local area... Trying to prevent it from happening. Anyways, Mothman's origins have been claimed as supernatural, alien, or government experiments gone wrong. What do you think it is? Supernatural, thousand percent. Mass hallucination. You are the host of a paranormal podcast. (laughs) I know, I'm a complete failure. You disappoint (laughs) me so hard. Oh God, every day. Every day. Every day. But Point Pleasant has embraced the monster, as I embrace all monsters, erecting a statue, creating a museum, and even dedicating a festival to him. They absolutely do. And Shane and Ryan, your friends and mine from BuzzFeed Unsolved, have gone to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to investigate the Mothman. Oh, I remember. And there's a restaurant that serves a Mothman pizza. Oh God! And then, like, they, they use like green olives and like just to like make it like look like the Mothman. It's really quite clever. Um, but yeah, I um, West Virginia is not that far from where I'm going to be moving to, and I don't actually know as I want to um, investigate Mothman. Well, you'll probably end up taking a road trip. 
and crossing that bridge and being like, oh, shit, is this that bridge? I, yeah, I, I would get Jeepers Creepers vibes, and I'm not super down with that. But um, tell us about Wisconsin. So Wisconsin has Boy Scout Lane. Oh. And while that sounds great on paper, I'm pretty sure on mm. this paper, it's not great. Mm. So the story of what exactly happened at Boy Scout Lane varies, but they all end end with the same conclusion, a group of Boy Scouts dead on the road. Oh. Ew. In some stories, there was a bus crash with no survivors, or they were murdered by their bus driver, or they just mysteriously vanished into the woods one by one. Visitors have reported seeing a swinging body in the trees, feeling as though they are being watched and finding child's size handprints. I hate all of this. Story. Hard pass. Hard pass hard, on hard all pass. of it. All the theories suck. The whole story sucks. And um, Wisconsin, if this is your urban legend and it's any kind of legit, I am so sorry. So it's sorry. Terribly horrible and awful. That is awful. Wrap it up, Arch. Bring it home with Wyoming. Wyoming. I. Oof. Okay, so we're talking about Devil's Tower. Okay, he pops up a lot in these urban legends. I, I you know, I. Devil's Tower is brought up in Third Encounters, or Close Encounters of the Third Kind, one of my favorite Third Encounters of the Close Kind? Yeah, that too. (laughs) There's no scientific consensus on why Devil's Rock, or Devil's Tower, looks the way it does. Oh, okay. In fact, I found four distinct theories. All have to do with erosion. Okay. But one Native American creation story attributes the landmark's shape to a tragedy. According to the story, a large group of Cheyenne girls were attacked and killed by a bear. Okay. Two escaped and found help from two boys who convinced the girls to act as bait. Oh, God, stop. I hate this story already. I I feel like I know where it's going. They climbed to the top of the tower, and the bear tried to follow. The boys shot arrows at the bear, and it finally gave up, leaving scratches all the way down the rock as it slid down. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know how it was going to go. I thought yeah. the boys were going to, like, turn on the girls and kill no, them or whatever. No, and blame that's, the bear. that's one of the other good twists we have. Okay, so two urban legends out of 50 had good twists. Somewhat. Somewhat good Somewhat. twists. Um, I really liked that the elderly were thought out and just fine. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was good. Um, and hmm. some of the boys saved some of the girls. Yeah, I think... At Devil's Tower. That's a good one. I think that's a good one. Um, These are unique ones. See, I haven't heard heard about a lot of these. A lot of these. I'm really happy I found this article. Me too. Good job. It was was really good to read. And kind of horrible to copy and paste. (laughs) Oh, really? I had to do each one separately. Ew. But... I mean, I didn't have to write it. Well, no. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, but good job. I like these. These are really cool. I'm I'm really happy that I found this article. It was really interesting and eye-opening. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, it's yeah, I like it. Um, so let us know, guys. What do you think of your state's urban legend? Did we miss something? Do you have something better? Yeah, do you have something better? Is there something your state is more known for? Do we need to write this magazine and be like, what kind of garbage are you giving us to report on, to copy and paste and just read off on our podcast? What are you fucking doing, editors? Uh, let us know. Um, 
anyway, yeah, these were creepy and spooky. And um, I, I, now that we're through it, I feel like it was a terrible idea because I know my dreams are going to be utterly fucked tonight. <laughs> Staying in this haunted hotel. Uh, we still have investigation of the hotel. The hotel? The wow. Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting the rest of my drink in the freezer. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we still have an investigation of the hotel to do. And uh, then we have to go to bed and try to sleep. Um, and uh, then I, we have to go back down to Phoenix in the morning because uh, I've got to work at noon. So, yeah. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. We hope happy you enjoyed the... Halloween. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun to do. I loved learning about new, new things and urban legends oh, and stuff like sure. that from the States. I mean, this is like a list for us to look Absolutely. Up. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, and like Archie said, what did we miss? What are, what are, what are urban legends in your state that you actually like better? Yeah. I think for Arizona, uh, La Llorona is probably one of the more popular ones. And, um. And we're going to have to look up where the fuck Slaughterhouse Canyon is. I don't know as I want to know that. (laughs) Be just real honest. Um. At any rate, this is our last episode until, uh, December 5th. So, um. Don't be like me. Uh, don't work too hard. And if you need help, ask for help and take advice. And the people that know you and um, talk to you every day and they see changes in you, listen to them because you, you're not going to see them in yourself. I certainly didn't. And Archie and my mom and my, Jennifer and everybody was like, you're going to burn out. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. This is fine. And um, then it wasn't fine. So um, ask for help and know your that you have limits and, and know that that is okay. So, uh, we're going to take the month of November off. We've got, um, you know, we're still going to be doing Facebook lives. Archie and I are going to, what was that? Door in the hallway. Door in the hallway. Okay. Archie and I are going to be going to the Winchester mystery house. <laughs> and, um, that's going to be the first weekend in November. We're super excited about that door. Door in the hallway. Okay. Uh, the ghosts are just really being super loud out in the hallway, (laughs) slamming all kinds of doors. Um, so yeah, we're, we're still going to be doing podcasty stuff, but we're not actually going to be putting out new content until December 5th. Um, so we will be showcasing, however, on across all of our social media, some of our personal favorite episodes that we've done and fan favorite episodes. So be looking for that. Uh, We're definitely not going anywhere. And um, if you guys have any questions, anything like that, please hit us up. Arch, tell them where they can find us. You can find us all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, (laughs) I'm so terrible at this. I don't know why you make me do it. (laughs) Well, you do it every week for a year. I know, and I still (laughs) fuck it up every time. (laughs) Anyway. Those are the only three. Just type in HOAH podcast. In you'll Google find search us. Bar, you'll find us. You'll find us. They, also, they, if you want to start a Wikipedia about us, that'd be great too. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because the girls at the front desk looked us up, and the one girl they showed us, us her right phone. Away. She's like, "Is this is you this on you? Spotify?" Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're like, "Oh yeah, that's us." Yeah. So now we're personal friends with the Jerome Grant Hotel, which I think is wonderful. Until I... they listen to the episode, and then we'll probably get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Heartfelt apologies to this place because so Jesus, you've H. been so amazing, and mm-hmm. we are so sorry. We're so sorry. <laughs> Um, we're also going to be poking around your hallways here in a minute. But um, anyway, yeah, so uh, that's it, guys. We will be back on December 5th. Again, we're going to be showcasing and um, 
you know, highlighting some of our personal favorite episodes and um, some of our fan favorite episodes. And we've got a lot of really cool stuff coming to the Patreons. Um, We're sending out a bunch of... By now, the Patreons will have gotten their Halloween gifts. So, yay! Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And uh, we've got Christmas presents to send to them. So, yeah. yeah. And now's a good time to join Patreon because we've got some fun Christmas um, presents to send out uh, to the Patreons to tell you how much we love you. And I think on that note, we're going to go and uh, get our little in paranormal investigator gear on, our proton packs, <laughs> march through these hallways and find us some ghosts. Uh, to that end, I do want to say, everybody, please be safe out there because you never know who or what is listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Take care.